Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. My guest today has been a true fan of professional wrestling since her childhood. She was a former photographer for pro wrestling and attends many of, uh, Hall of Fame events and conventions. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my pleasure to introduce Mr. Joyce Postion. Joyce, thanks for coming on today. Really appreciate it. Hi, Brian. It's great to be here. Thanks uh, for having me. I, I was, we were talking a little bit before we came on here, and I, I had met you last year at, at, at Crusher Fest in Milwaukee. And uh, I thought it was great because you very rarely see female uh, wrestling fans that are really into it like like you are obviously with your background and everything and it was just great and uh i was just thinking about you i was like i'm gonna invite her on here and i'm glad i did so really looking forward to our conversation today so tell us a little bit about yourself uh where you grew up life as a kid and, and some of your schooling you've done okay um i grew up in davenport iowa which uh, AWA fans will recognize as is uh, one of the main stops. But I didn't know that when I was just a kid. Nobody in my family watched wrestling. Uh, and I found it by accident on TV. I was a very shy child. Uh, I think my, my uh, older brother and sister got a lot of the attention in my family. They were going through their teen years when I was growing up. I was kind of a late addition to the family. And so I... <laughs> I kind of grew up uh, with the TV babysitting me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had great parents, but uh, they were they had their hands full with my brother and sister. So 
Um, one time I was watching TV and I flipped channels and there was Mad Dog Vashon on an interview. And I always thought uh, superhero shows were great. And uh, so this was uh, clearly good guys and bad guys. And I, I thought, this is cool. <laughs> I'm going to watch this. <laughs> and uh, uh, I, I rarely missed an episode after that. I watched every week. We only got the AWA show at that time. Um, later on, I was able to see some of the Bob Luce shows from Chicago. But mostly I grew up as an AWA fan. And uh, I wanted, found out they had matches here locally. And I wanted to go to those in the worst way. But it was a real struggle getting my parents convinced. <laughs> so, Understand. Um, <laughs> But I, I never stopped uh, watching it. And I think that's part of the reason I'm uh, an AWA fan first. Yeah. Yeah, me too. Uh, same thing as I, I was a kid. Uh, you know, I was, I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And uh, just, that's all you had back then. Uh, till Cable uh, was AWA. And they used to come to my town about once a year uh, at this little Catholic school gymnasium in Rice Lake, Wisconsin. That's where I was born and raised and uh yeah same as you just it took a lot of convincing to my parents because it was always around my birthday around november uh so i'd always use that well that could be my birthday present i can go with <laughs> exactly. you know <laughs> so yeah i understand um i'll say so after you graduated high school um went to college yeah in fact i was um originally going to go to the university of iowa in iowa city and uh because that was a state school that my parents could afford. And, uh, but I, one of the biggest things by that time was I, I was, I was go, able to go to the local matches and I thought I found out that Iowa city didn't have AWA and I wasn't going to have a car up there. So I thought, Oh my gosh, how is this going to work? <laughs> and I don't think, yeah, I don't think my parents thought it was a good idea to be choosing my college based on uh, what wrestling, what local wrestling was the best. But uh, I, um, luckily was a fairly good student and uh they said well if you you know can get some financial help you can go locally here in Davenport and so I uh got a scholarship to go to St. Ambrose University in in uh, Davenport and uh it helped because I was able to go to every single local match <laughs> wow. uh, so it was a lot of fun because I was really hooked by that time and uh, yeah. it was uh taking I was taking pictures and uh in my college, I actually took a year of photography classes. Uh, so, uh, my and uh, my photography professor uh, was was a big uh, supporter of my wrestling photos. So, wow. um, we had uh, some good chats over it. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I read um, a little bit about you, and um, seems like uh, you took you, you were a photographer for quite a few years uh, for, for wrestling. I wanted to show, if I could, just a couple of those photos and uh, just kind of talk about your experience. This first one with Baron. Talk to us a little bit about that, if you would, please. Uh, that was taken in Rockford, Illinois. Uh, and um, I believe that was against Sheik Adnan KC. Baron was a good guy by that time. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, Casey had uh, 
been pulling his usual dirty tricks and Baron had just had enough and he was fed up and he was going to get back in the ring and show him what's what. And I caught, I caught the moment where he was ready to make his comeback. So that, but Rockford was a great, great city to, to uh, photograph from. And I, I had ringside seats there. Uh, and uh, was it was a, a great gymnasium where we were able to get real close to to the action. Yeah, cool. All right, one more. This is a classic for me. This of Nick Bach. Uh, this is in from Peoria, Illinois, and um, Peoria started out as a, an AWA town for a long time, and then. Uh, one of my heartbreaks, I, I was good friends with Mike Gratchner, who was the promoter down there at the time. Uh, and I had a, finally had an in where I was going to be right at ringside to take pictures. And uh, then they uh, um, over to a, a WWA town, I guess, some agreement between Bergania and Bruiser and the guys didn't like traveling that far south so oh, okay. uh, they uh, switched it over to a WWA town but they did manage to have a couple of the AWA guys in for uh, some of the bigger matches of the year and this one was at the the new when the Civic Center was new down in Peoria uh, they brought Nick in to be go against Bruiser uh, so it was uh WWA against AWA and uh, wow. um, Nick was uh, a consummate champion, of course, and knew yeah. how to just how to pose and was a great champion uh, belt wearer. And uh, yeah, I uh, he stood out there for a long time, letting the photographers take pictures of him wearing the belt, and I couldn't get enough, of course. So yeah. it was one of my favorite pictures, just because he just yeah. looked so regal there. Yeah, it's a great picture. It's a great, it's a great photo. So, wow, that is, I, you know, I went to slamwrestling.net and, and found some of those. And uh, I was just, I was really surprised when I did some research on you, how much involvement you had in, in the, in the business on the photography side. I, I was, I didn't really know that until I did some research on you. And it's, it's quite amazing that uh, what you've done uh, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, you became a fan at uh, a young age. Uh, you went off to college and, and you said you picked your college based on wrestling, which that's pretty amazing in itself. Uh, that tells, that's to tell people out there how dedicated uh, you are and were at that time at a young age. I mean, what, you're probably 17, 18 years old. Right. And, uh, so uh, well, talk about taking the photography a little bit. Uh, how how yeah. are you involved with that? What, I, what I'd like to make clear is that um, the main reason I was taking the pictures was not uh, to get hooked up with a magazine or anything like that. But mm -hmm. uh, I was taking them mainly because I wanted the pictures. You know, I, yeah. We only had matches here every three weeks and I was uh, hooked on these guys were my heroes, you know, whether yeah. they were good guys or bad guys, they yeah. were my heroes. And I wanted, there, there wasn't much memorabilia or pictures or things available for fans to buy at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted pictures to have of the matches, the local matches. And uh, uh, I started out with an Instamatic camera even. Oh, wow. But the, <laughs> it shows you how, after I, 
luckily we had to get a uh, 35 millimeter camera for our, the photography class. So I, my photos got a lot better after that, but uh, it was still fun uh, taking pictures at the matches. And yeah. it was, uh, you had to use film. So you really had to budget out how many pictures you could take. You know, it yeah. wasn't like nowadays where you could just take a hundred pictures and delete out the ones that weren't any good. Yeah. Uh, really had to wait until the right mo moment. Uh, yeah. But I, I took the pictures thinking, you know, I want these for myself. And then I got, I, uh, Mike Gratchner was the, uh, the photographer in Peoria and in uh, Davenport. So there was really only room for one photographer in the AWA ring side. They didn't really like a lot of photographers around the ring. So, uh, but I, since I had my ringside seat, I could get some pretty good shots and I would go up during the, uh, introductions and get get post shots of them being introduced but uh mainly i uh i just wanted them for my own collection and i had an album but then um ran into jim melby of the wrestling news uh at a convention and uh he told me that uh, if i ever got any good shots to send them in that i uh, that they might use them <laughs> so so i did i started sending them in and um it wasn't for money or anything it was just right. the joy of seeing my name against the pictures and seeing my photos in there and they would use them in the program sometimes or and they would use them uh in the wrestling news i wasn't a big fan of some of the magazines that um went for some of the heavier blood uh uh shots and also some of the made-up stories of <laughs> You know feuds and that it that's kind of why i liked the wrestling news and the uh wrestling monthly review uh versions they 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 pretty much told bios of the guys and uh what you could count pretty much on the facts that they're telling as much as you could count on anything wrestling that's right yeah. yeah but i i uh i respected their journalism and um uh, I, so i every once in a while i would get it published and i i liked that um mm -hmm. Jim had uh, started working on a, um, a, a trilogy of uh, photo books and he got the one done on uh, like the 60s and 70s of the AWA. And he, mm -hmm. he was all set. He was going to use a lot of my pictures in the 70s and 80s book. And uh, then uh, sadly, he, you know, had some health issues and didn't never got that second book done. Um, so I never got to work with him on that one. I always kind of regretted that. And so that's, uh, so now the, that I'm retired and have a little more time on my hands, I, I thought, well, I'm going to fulfill that uh, dream on my own anyway, and kind of dedicated to Jim. I'm going to okay. get a, uh, um, a, a bunch of my AWA photos out there. And, uh, so we're expecting a book. That's that's what I'm working on. Good. To, uh, trying to put together a book of my stories of interacting with some of the guys in the AWA. Yeah. And uh, the the photos I've been able to take over the years, pretty much like uh, over a uh, 15 year time frame, and uh, okay. going to a lot of different cities. Uh, started out only Davenport, but then I expanded and went to Peoria and Rockford and Milwaukee and uh, Madison. <laughs> I was going to ask you what, how many, addicted to it. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, they also went out to the West coast. They went out to, uh, you know, uh, you know, Colorado and, and 
Vegas. Uh, did you ever go to any of those events out there? Out uh, no, I, I didn't at the time. Okay. I, I think I was a little starved on funds at the time. So yeah. I didn't get out there, but uh, so it had to kind of be within driving distance of, okay. of and, I, and I was working at the time, so I had to be back to my job. Yeah. I had an uh, eight to five job. Yeah. Wow. Mostly needed to be back on. But uh, I've made it to Minneapolis many times. And, yeah. Uh, took my, some of my, almost all my, my uh, vacations were somehow wrestling related. Uh, I did go to a couple of the, the WFIA conventions back then. Um, they had one in Kansas City and they had one in uh, Birmingham that I went to. So. Okay. So uh, talking a little bit also, we were talking, uh, you, you know, and you're good friends with a, a friend of mine, George Shire. Yeah. George, George Shire and I uh, met by accident, actually. He heard one of the my first podcasts I gave with Greg Gagne, and he asked, you know, he was asking me some stuff, and and came on. We eventually became uh, friends, and uh, I noticed when we were talking and, and researching that you guys uh, are good friends as well, uh, and do a lot of those things. And so, tell us about the relationship building you did with a lot of these, like Darla Stags and, and and George, Robert Goodish, all these. I mean. What, you know, get together like that. What's what's that like for you? Uh, it's it, you know, it's really great because these people become uh, true lifelong friends mm-hmm. of mine. Uh, you know, it, you don't you think uh, you don't really know anybody in wrestling when you first start out, but uh, you make these connections and you find out how much you have in common, and you find out that they have a lot of the same stories you do, and. Uh, yeah, once you've seen some of these people at the same uh, event year after year, you kind of make a bond. And especially when you, you're, uh, you both have the same goals. And so uh, George and I probably are, are some, uh, he's one of my long, longest time friends, uh, Mick Karsh as well. Uh, yeah, Mick Karsh. Grade, uh, going back the, I actually was uh, at the event for the Bachwinkle Brigade when I met George uh, he was one of the guest speakers, and uh, he's, he had seen one of my photos in the magazine uh, of Nick Bachwinkle, and he asked me if there was a way he could get a copy of it, and uh, I knew who he was because he, he was uh, the fan club editor in the Wrestling News, and so okay. I was uh, pretty awestruck that George Shire would ask me for one of my photos. So yeah. <laughs> I was already awestruck that I was at the Blackwood Book Convention with, uh, you know, with Mick. And so right. uh, it, it was, uh, it was pretty easy for me to, uh, to make friends at those occasions. Yeah. And uh, yeah. it, yeah. it just uh, really made me feel like I was part of a family of wrestling yeah. And uh, Darla came along. Uh, I went a few trips to St. Louis. Uh, she would come up to actually come up to Peoria a few times. Uh, mm-hmm. It was only a few hours away. She lived in St. Louis at the time. And uh, she, in fact, <laughs> it's funny because I didn't uh, know Baron Von Reschke at the time. He was a heel mm-hmm. and he always scared me. I, I didn't, uh, uh, you know, I was already, I had already been scared once by Mad Dog Bashan and I wasn't about to try to approach. Baron and I, I thought the, the so I uh, 
I didn't ever ask him for photos or autographs or anything like any of the others I did, but Darla said, oh, he's really a nice guy. You'd like him. And uh, I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I've seen him. I know. <laughs> and uh, years later, you know, when he um, became a fan favorite uh, and uh, and then now uh, yeah, one of my um one of my closest wrestling friends yeah. and and uh i laugh about that now i even told him that story i said he said well then he did his job well you know, yeah. he was great and that's but, that's so true back then they 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 mastered it i mean nick bockwinkle i couldn't stand that guy i mean i just i just <laughs> could not i could not believe how crude and arrogant he was you know on tv with bobby heenan and the heenan family and then you know years later you know you find out like he's one of the most nicest professional guys you'll ever meet in your entire life same with like baron and it, it, they did their job well you know exactly. and, and i think today that's kind of a lost art you know they they do their thing on tv but then they're on social media totally different and it's yeah. kind of a lost art for, well, for me well, and I, I was a huge Bachwinkle fan back yeah. then uh that he was probably my favorite mm -hmm. uh, except for dr x he was my first favorite and then but shortly after that the yeah. Bachwinkle became my second favorite but uh i tell you nick put me through my paces to get me to get into his world he uh he was not a nice person back then, and <laughs> he, uh, he knew I was in the brigade, but he would barely sign an autograph for me. And he would he would sign and then just kind of shoo me on my way, and, or he would take a picture and just walk away from me. And uh, and uh, I would uh, I, I was persistent though, because and then he would be so nice at the conventions. I think because he knew it was a limited crowd and. Yeah, other people wouldn't see it. I didn't understand that at the time. But right, the kayfabe, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But later on, and then he told me later on. He said, he said, you stayed around longer than anybody ever thought you would. He said, I. He says, I thought as mean as I was to you. He says, I thought you would just be long gone. And, he, he said, and then he said, I'm sorry, I had to be so mean to you. So, so I said, I understand now. Yeah. Yeah. But he, he was, you're right, he was very arrogant. Yeah, he was. He played the part well. You know, for those people that are watching, are going to be watching this, your background is just simply amazing. I see that game back there with Burn on it. That is a very rare piece to find. And I know George Shire had mentioned he's always won one of those, <laughs> but they cost like two, three hundred bucks online to get it. And uh, he's probably, when he watches this, he's probably going to be really jealous, Joyce, of you. Well, of actually, actually, he knows I have it. Uh, he no. made a trip down here to see some of my memorabilia one time. <laughs> okay. I had to double check, make sure he didn't leave, leave with it. Leave with it. Yeah, I was lucky enough to find that on eBay uh, many years ago before the prices started really started going. skyrocketing, yeah. yeah. You know, sometimes you can find something that uh, somebody's just getting rid of from an old wrestling fan yeah. passing away, and they're just selling it not not at a high price. And yeah. 
Yeah. I, so yeah, I jumped on that, and uh, yeah. I'm saying the prices go way up, and sometimes the condition is not that great. I, I right. lucked into that, and, yeah. and of course, then I got uh, I got my Dyna Power here too. Oh, the Dyna Power can, yes, a full can, full can too. I don't really. I don't know how, <laughs> wow. I don't know how many uh, muscles it would build right now. But, yeah. I also but, see your yeah, Dr. Yeah, uh, collecting still. Yeah, the Dr. X Max I see in the back too. And wow, that's, you got a lot of neat stuff. My pales in comparison to your stuff. And I know you got a lot more. You said you had a different room. And, and uh, yeah, I someday, someday I'll have the my ultimate collection. But, uh, you know. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, mine used to fit in a small room too. And then <laughs> as we, uh, as I got more stuff, I said, yeah. Change around, move it to a different room. I don't blame you. But it's Let's talk about you. The, the same. It's all the, like the only connection we have to those old days now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've got this old AWA belt that. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's not the, the original original, but I no, mean but the old inmate belts, you know. And a lot of people don't even know, unfortunately, about the AWA. Is this kind of a lot of the younger fans? I should say. Yeah. And it's sad because it was such a great organization, brought up so many people that were in the WWF later and NWA and all that. And, and it's, yeah, I don't want well, to get attention I hope, on uh, I hope some people will be interested when, by the time I get my book out, because that's kind of, yeah. the, kind of the gist of it is to learn that this was uh, the, some of the people that went on to become really big stars came yeah. wide uh, started out in the AWA. Yeah, started in the AWA. And, and just the, the access that you had to the, the wrestlers back then, that's what I really think is missing these days. You. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that and just, uh, you know, they sign your stuff and then you, you, they walk off yeah. and you got to pay like. Yeah, after about $50 in autographers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, when I went to WrestleCon was a great example back in, in Dallas in April. I mean, I paid a lot of money for that poster behind me back there with uh, most of those people. You know, I had to buy. Uh, I brought it down there and they signed it, but you know, it was wasn't cheap. So, but that's the way. You know, that's yeah, it's how it goes down. How it goes it's down. The same way in all sports. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little bit about the event. We talked a little bit, but you have been. Uh, to the Hall of Fame in Iowa. Yes. Every year since 1999. Right, right. And are still talk about your a few of your experiences there with some people. I mean, if you've been there for 23 years straight, I know you've had some experiences with people. Can you talk about a few of them that really stand out to you? Some of the people that you were around. Sure. Um, yeah, that was another instance where I uh, lucked into it because it was being built like only two hours from my house. Uh, the first one being in Newton and then eventually moving to Waterloo. It's, it's so close for me. I know I know it's not an easy place for a lot of people to get to. Yeah. Every, uh, and a lot of people just are only able to go maybe once or twice in their, their wrestling career. But I, uh, I've been so lucky to meet so many of the people that... Uh, that have been in there. Um, I of course went to the first one with Luthes and Vern Gagne was there and that was the very first class. And they, uh, they the, the neat thing was they both got into the ring with their suits on and they acted like they were gonna go at it, you know. <laughs> uh, 
meeting Danny Hodge for the first time. I had never, I had never seen Danny Hodge in person. I had only seen him in the magazines and, uh, you know, one of the nicest guys ever, but just don't shake hands with him. Right? You know, and my, my husband uh, made the mistake of uh, getting in a few holds with Dan. And let me show you a few holds here. So, <laughs> and, uh, he said, and see, then I could break your arm if I just <laughs> And my husband was just like, that, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> so uh, and that, that was exciting. Uh, Tim Woods was there one year. Uh, uh, of course, seeing Nick uh, inducted, uh, Nick Bockwinkle in 2009, 2010, hmm. his, and his dad, uh, that was a that was really a, a nice moment for us. And uh, both George and Mick were able to be there for that uh, in Darla. Uh, so it's that's been kind of a re, our own mini reunion for for the the cauliflower rally too. Uh, yeah. so, uh, it's it's been uh, a good one of the things that now with being there, I didn't start out being their official photographer. It was just I took the same thing like with the the ringside. I, yeah. I was taking pictures anyway, and they needed pictures. And I said, how'd you like to be our official photographer? And yeah. so I said, oh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I uh, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll be there anyway. So why not? And yeah. then uh, every year and every year they asked me, are you going to be there? Are you going to take pictures for us again? And sure. And uh, it's a workout. I tell you, it's, yeah. been at a, they have so many events now. Uh, yeah uh it's a, trying trying to get to every event to get a few pictures of each thing uh yeah. for they have kind of like three and a half days now and uh yeah it, it uh yeah and then trying to get through them and get uh them posted uh, this year i wrote a story for uh, I, I saw it on slam wrestling slam well. yeah i read it yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of the my friends, uh, Carrie Williams, she was originally going to go and was originally going to write the story, and then she uh, had to change plans at the last minute, and so then I was already going to provide some photos for it. And, and uh, uh, Greg asked me, you know, anybody that could write a story to go with it? Hint, hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Greg did I, that to me too. He did that. Uh, I interviewed him uh, back in. Uh, February or early March, and uh, I told him I was going to WrestleCon down in Dallas. He said, hey, uh, would you mind writing a story? And I said, well, you know, I've never written for a publication before. I mean, you know, oh, it's no problem. It's easy. Just take some pictures, write what happened. <laughs> you know, I said, okay. Uh, I did it. Uh, he, you know, they published it. Uh, gave me a little feedback, and that made sense on some stuff, but uh, yeah, I was, I'm a published author now of slamwrestling.net, so I was pretty happy, so. But yeah, it's kind of overwhelming. Yeah, it is, you feel like, okay, I got to do this all right, and I got to make sure that everything, yeah, it's it's a little. Taking the notes and getting the pictures and then mm -hmm. having to have it ready the minute yeah. you get back. And, uh, yeah, I, I wrote every night uh, some notes uh, on my laptop uh, up in my hotel room. My wife's like, what are you doing? I go, I got to write these notes so I don't forget. And, um, I told her I was going to write this article. And she says, I think you're making this more. I said, honey, I want to do it right. You know? And uh, anyways, it, it turned out good. And uh, we're excited to go to the Cauliflower Alley Club this year. Uh, reunion. This will be my first one. Really excited. Uh, I like it. It's, uh, it's got a good feel to it. Good. I'm really excited about it. And 
want to talk to you about the Bachwinkle Brigade. You've been bringing that up a few times. Tell me a little bit about how that all got started, how you got involved, and and uh, I'm assuming Mick Karch is the one that kind of yeah, started the whole thing. He was the, the he was the leader of the brigade. I mean, there were a couple of other people involved to to start with, but I, uh, Mick was the one that really got it started and kept it going. Um, you know, in the old days, there were these fan, a lot of fan, a lot of the wrestlers had fan clubs run for them, and most of them lasted maybe a year, two years, and some of the bulletins were pretty crude at the time. But mix was nicely typed, and uh, you get it, uh, uh, and it was uh, maybe you know 10, 12 pages at a time. Oh, wow. He always got really high reviews for uh, his. Uh, Jim Melby was the fan club editor to start out, and uh, he would give um, this, this story about this wrestler has a fan club in his honor by such and such, and you can write to this one, and you'll get, if you send them five bucks, you'll get uh, four issues a year or something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I thought, well, this sounds like a good way for me to get involved and meet some people. I was a big fan of Nick anyway, and so, mm-hmm. so I wrote to Mick, and it's probably going on uh, close to uh, over well over 40 years now <laughs> I hate to say that because uh, I don't feel that old <laughs> but uh, anyway I was a young kid back then and yeah. so was he actually uh, a lot of these Nick attracted a lot of college types and uh, okay. a lot of uh, high school well the more well-educated people wanted Nick because they, they loved how he used the big words the big and, words and you know he was, he was uh, he was not bad to look at either. You know, yeah, <laughs> from yeah. a standpoint, uh, <laughs> I enjoy and I enjoyed his <laughs> wrestling. So uh, I was a pretty big fan, and I wanted I wanted some opportunity to meet him, and uh, I would read about him in the magazines. And so I wrote to Mick, and I got got uh, back a note with a membership card, and he said he hoped that I could come to a convention someday, and I wasn't. <laughs> I, I was barely able to get my parents to take me to uh, to the matches, much less. And they would drop me off. They wouldn't eat stay. <laughs> they would stick around. <laughs> they would drop me off and tell me to be back at the door at, you know, 10, 10 o'clock when it was over. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, uh, well, I knew I wasn't going to be able to push it at that time to go to a convention. But eventually, um, by the time I turned about 15 or 16, I got to go to one of the conventions up there. I lucked into that my, my dad had a sister in Minneapolis. And so we were up there anyway to, uh, to see her. Mm-hmm. And so it happened to be the same weekend as the, one of the conventions. So I got to go to the matches and I got to uh, go to um to see the uh, um nick nick only at the tv studios only gave like about maybe a half hour that first convention and uh bobby heenan was with him and but he he uh i it was enough that i could get a picture with him and oh i tell you i was hooked (laughs) and mick has become a good friend over the years and uh He's uh, really stayed connected more than way yeah. more than I have, and that he knows, you know, he knows all the current guys. Uh, mm-hmm. I confess that I'm not very much of a fan of the current stuff, but I, I've stayed in touch because we still yeah. have that historical uh, contact. And yeah. same way with George and uh, all the rest. And I've made so many friends from that initial uh, yeah. um, 
entry into the Bakunka Brigade. Uh, that, it, there weren't that many conventions back then. There was oh, yeah. the Fans International Convention, but you know, yeah, fans weren't allowed to go to the Cauliflower Alley at the time. It was oh, only, okay. That was only for the, the, wrestlers. the wrestlers themselves and maybe a few of the referees. And if you were maybe on the inside, uh, a journalist or two, but you know, I, I was never invited until the, the late nineties. Uh, yeah. Wow. To go to that. So, uh, uh, it was kind of our own mini convention where, and, and Nick protested and said, Oh, you know, you guys are crazy. You guys are fools for liking me. Uh, I'm never going to be nice to you. I don't know why you keep following me. <laughs> and, uh, and that just made us follow him even more. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you went to the gathering this year. I did. Uh, yeah. How was that? Uh, you know, I've heard a lot of good things. I'd like to go myself. It's just like you said, finances sometimes kind of make it a little more challenging. How was that for you? How did, did um, you? It was, again, kind of overwhelming. Um, I guess that's why I like some of the, uh, I, it's extremely well, well run. Um, okay. Um, Marty does a really great job with keeping it going. I don't know how he does all that, but it, he lines up really big stars and uh, gets them all there for these three days. And it's a pretty reasonable price and you get in and you get to see a lot of big stars, but um, there's, it's, it's pretty uh, expensive to, to mm-hmm. pay. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, sorry, I kind of had to choose, pick and choose what I was going to do this year. Um, yeah. Two of the draws that I wanted to go see this year were what well, Baron was there, and I just don't know how many more appearances he's going to be able to yeah. do. He turned 82, okay. and then Kim Duck was there, and I had not seen him since the 70s in AWA, and so okay. even though he was Tiger Taguchi and Tiger Chung Lee, Tiger uh, Chung I, Lee yeah. I, uh, I didn't uh, hadn't uh, encountered him, so I wanted to see him again. But so I, those were the two big draws. But I also got some. Um, photographs and autographs with with other people that were there yeah. um, it was just really overwhelming trying to keep track of who was there on what day and where you had to be at a certain time so um, i i uh, i was worn out but you know. i'm with you i'm with you i was uh, russell con is very similar to that i stay at the same hotel it was held at me and my wife and my oldest son and uh you know i had to most most people were there all three days, but you had, the ones that you really wanted them, they had a set time. And like I, because Ric Flair, I got I, that poster back here. I finally got that signed and it wasn't cheap, but those are the, like Bret Hart, those guys, uh, I had to pick and choose. Yeah. And like you, uh, like you said, three days, it was three days. I was worn out, <laughs> you know, and, and running around and, and they had matches during, uh, at the yeah. same time, down in the uh, other part of the hotel, uh, with uh, up and comers and, and uh, even well-known people, it was it was it was good, but it was a lot of a lot of like you said, keeping up and just a little bit overwhelming at times. So uh, I understand that. But yeah, it, it's worth it though because then oh, yeah. you come back and you have the the memorabilia to put on your wall, or you I, have that experience. I got it. some on my back wall back here, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a nice gathering some more. Thank you, thank you. Um, so yeah, I would highly recommend it to anybody that's considering it. I mean, just it's uh, as long as you know what what you're going into, and uh, mm-hmm. some people have been lucky enough to go every year, and uh, more power to them. Uh, I uh, I Absolutely. had. Um, I, I really enjoyed talking to a lot of people yeah. that as you're as, as they're standing in line for some of the guys, uh, you, you find yeah. out 
you, you, there's been certain, some people that I've uh, known on Facebook or, or yeah. just uh, met through different, yeah. you know, different matches and I had a chance to meet them in person. So yeah. I enjoy that aspect. I want to tell you a quick story. Uh, Arn Anderson, um, I went down to visit or get his autograph and it was during a, like a closed session. So it was only people that paid prepaid to go down there. And I told him about my son. He's, he's, he's special needs. He's autistic. Anyways, and I said, cause he had a son in wrestling. I said, yeah, my son's here too, but you know, he couldn't come down here because we didn't pay for it. He goes, I told him a little bit about it. He goes, you bring him down here next session and I will take a picture of them and sign something for him. No charge. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, you bring him down here. I did. And he remembered right away. Oh, yeah, is this your boy? Hey, what's your name? Shook his hand, gave him a hug and said, you want a picture? Yeah, I took a picture and signed something for him. I was just like, thank you so much. I mean, you don't see that very often anymore. Um, so I really appreciate that. And um, it's events like that when, when stuff like that happens, it makes you feel good. OK, this was worth it coming here, meeting these people, especially the, the, the ones that have been around since, you know, I was a kid. I mean, Arn Anderson was four horsemen in the eighties. Uh, it was just, it was great. I really enjoyed it. So I understand. I love, I miss the AWA so much. I really do. Yeah. I, uh, I always was a big autograph fan and uh, I, yeah. in the old days I would get to some of the, some of the guys I would get autographs from and mm-hmm. some I knew not to ask in the ring, but I would ask later, uh, mm-hmm. could I ever sign this picture? And yep. Usually what I could uh, arrange was, yeah, I'll sign it, but can you give me a copy of the picture? And, and then I'll uh, say, sure, I'd be happy to. And then I'd bring yeah. a, a copy of the picture next time. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I was happy to do that. So yeah. Uh, but you're right now, but now I don't, I don't, a lot of these guys, that's how they make their living is mm. um, that they need the income be, be, to, um, to make up for the lack of retirement funds. And so yeah. I don't judge them charging for autographs, but uh, it, as a fan, it does get it, at an event like that, it, it adds up in a hurry. <laughs> it does. I mean, there's some of them that are, you know, 40, $50. Yeah. I can, I can handle that. It's the ones that are, yeah. Much higher. Right. Uh, that then you have to start prioritizing. Do I want this or do I want that? That's where it gets a little challenging and and sticky with me. But yeah, gotta I, do what you gotta do, right? Yeah, you gotta do what what uh, is important to you. Yeah. 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 I uh, I paid uh, a higher price for a Ric Flair one a year so ago, I. and now it's uh, gone up even more. So. I paid a pretty penny I'm for glad, Rick's. Glad I got it when I did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I paid pretty penny. The only thing that kind of upset me about that is when I asked him to personalize it. You know, say to my to Brian, his guy said no, which I was kind of surprised because you'd want it personalized because then you can't sell it later. Right. I wouldn't sell right. it anyways, but I'm saying it's kind of a win for you because who's going to buy it unless they have the same name as me? But but I was just okay, yeah. whatever. Everybody else signed it, personalized it, no problem. The guy for Rick's like, nope. Like, All right, whatever. So, but anyway, uh, want to talk to you a little bit. I uh, did a little more research. And <laughs> 2008, you were awarded the Red Bastion Friendship Award by the Cauliflower Alley Club. Yeah. I, I happen to have it right here. Oh, there it is. If you're watching, there it is. 
extremely nice award. Yes. And, uh, and tell us a little bit about the criteria for it and how you found out you were getting this and what was that moment like for you? Um, well, the criteria is that everybody, well, everybody that knew Red Bastine knows he was probably one of the nicest guys in the business. I don't think there was ever anybody that didn't like Red Bastine. He was just so nice and so friendly to whether dressers or fans or anybody. He just was a fun loving, nice guy. Always had a smile on his face. Uh, so, um, he, they had a, they wanted to come up with a fan award and they named it after Red as a, a friendship award and said it was kind of meant to be um, awarded to somebody that uh, went out of their way to be friendly or hospitable to somebody at, uh, in the club and, and just in wrestling in general. And um, they, they awarded it once before, before I got it, it was uh, Diane Devine who um, was heavy into the Wrestling Fans International Association. Okay. Uh, she, she and Tom Burke, uh, did a lot of work with that and she was very deserving to get the first one. And then uh, uh, it, little did I know, uh, George Shire was on the board at the time and uh, I always tried to be friendly to people, but I was, certainly wasn't doing it to recruit for an award. I just, right. I yeah. try to be friendly and nice to, to almost everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, except that one guy, as Baron would say. <laughs> except that one guy. <laughs> except that one guy. Yeah. Um, then, uh, so little did I know, George uh, um, uh, gave gave my name to the the committee and said, uh, "I think Joyce would make a a, a good person to award the, be the next awardee for this." I didn't know it at the time. He put it, my name in, and when I got to the uh, they kind of let it slip uh, a little bit to me, some of that uh, you might be prepared, you might get some kind of award tonight, but it was really a total <laughs> surprise, <laughs> and I had never seen the the, the uh, trophy or whatever they hand out, and uh, uh, it was at the Riviera Hotel at the time uh, where they had the, the Cauliflower Alley um, event, and uh, Red was there and they presented it and uh, he stood right up at the podium and they got to go up and give an acceptance speech and George was there, of course, and uh, yeah. it was a memorable night, that's for sure. And I, I take a lot of pride in that and that yeah. it reminds me to just be nice to people and be friendly to people. And it reminds me about the number of friends I've made in wrestling over the years. And yeah. uh, the, what a big part of my life it's been. And, uh, you know, I think I have more friends in wrestling than I do just than I ever made going through school. And <laughs> I was not very popular in school. I was, I was a quiet, shy kid then. I didn't hang around with the popular kids. So it was kind of neat to get an award in wrestling that I, uh, that is yeah. uh, to be thought of as somebody that's a good friend to everybody. Yeah. And, and I try to live up to that as much as possible. Well, you seem like a very nice person. I mean, when I met you, like I said, at Crusher Fest earlier, uh, you were very polite and nice, and your husband was a very nice man. And 
Uh, yeah, he's a gem. Uh, I know we we both have the same issue that uh, our spouses aren't uh, into wrestling so much, but he's yeah. a gem in that he really supports me in this, yeah. and uh, uh, he he'll carry my carry my photos around or yeah. <laughs> always uh, carry uh, whenever I want to get a picture with somebody, he'll I can yeah. shove my uh, purse or my uh, my camera at him and say, "Here, hold this while I get my picture," <laughs> and he's always going to. Yeah. Oh, she's a great lady. She she's 100% supportive of it. You know, um, when she can go, she'll go with me. Uh, but yeah, I mean, kind of the same thing with with you. And uh, yeah, so pretty lucky in that department. Anyway, so but it's nice so, to yeah. have uh, yeah, a companion there. It is. Absolutely. One more question, then I'll let you go. What are you up to now? We talked about the book a little bit. Let's, if you want to talk more about it, or is there some other projects you're working on? Or? Uh, that's the big one right now. Okay. I, uh, I I mostly just uh, go attend some of these legends appearances, and I'm always happy when there's a, you know, there's fewer and fewer of the AWA guys around uh, yeah. anymore. Unfortunately, they're aging out, or, or either just not able to travel anymore, or passed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, I. I, I went to some of the uh, WCW and WWE events as well, and I, I've made friends there too. So I, I'm, but my uh, my first love is always going to be the AWA because of where I lived yep. and because of where uh, where I grew up watching wrestling. But uh, I uh, when when things went kind of south with the the, the pandemic and that I uh, and I found myself home a lot. I started organizing some of my photos and I got to get these into better order. And yeah. I, I started going back and looking through them. I thought, you know, I took a lot of photos. I wonder if other people would be interested in looking at some of these. And I bet I could put together a photo book. And I thought it started thinking just a, just a photo book. And then I got, started talking about some of the stories behind some of the photos and some yeah. of the encounters that I had had with some of the wrestlers. I've got a whole bunch of Bobby Heenan stories that, uh, ah. that I'm hoping to put in the book. Yeah. <laughs> Bobby was a pretty good friend of mine. And uh, yeah. even though he's gone now, I, uh, some of those stories need to live on. And, yeah. uh, and uh, I've been lucky enough to get to know Baron and uh, Nick Bachwinkle, of course, and uh, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. And uh, uh, Winnie was super destroyer mark, too. <laughs> well, yeah, there you go. That's, that's and I go back a long ways, too. So, yeah. Yeah. And he's super nice uh, every time I see him. And, yeah. So, um, and I've I decided to add some stories to it. So and my husband's helping me with the oh, the editing on the book. He's got some graphic uh, layout experience. And great. Stuff. Uh, uh, I uh, underestimated how long it was going to take to put this together, but uh, making yeah. good progress on it. I'm hoping uh, to have it pretty well wrapped up by Christmas time. So. So we probably expect the book out sometime next year, maybe hopefully. My Christmas time, yeah. Um, oh, great! I'm shooting for that, but uh, if not, early next, early next year, yeah. Good, good, good. And good. Uh, I have a Facebook account, and uh, I'll be promoting it on that. So. All right, and folks, we will uh, put Joyce's information in our description, uh, her Facebook page, um, and all her platforms she's on, and. Uh, I want to thank you, Mrs. Joyce Postion. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed our conversation. 
I, I enjoyed it very much, Brian. Uh, thank you for giving me this format. I've oh. uh, enjoyed watching your show. I've uh, oh, been you. able to see a lot of my friends show up on your, on your show. And so it's a uh, it, uh, great chance to relive some of those memories. Yeah, it's amazing how the wrestling community, you think it's so large, but it's actually, it's small when the social media and you, and you get people on there and they mention the name, you're like, oh yeah, I, I know them. And <laughs> Yeah, I really enjoy it. So thank you, Joyce, for coming on. Folks, if you're watching, thank you. If you're listening, thank you. If you haven't subscribed, please do. And we will talk to you soon. Hey, this is Total Package, Lex Luger. You're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Hey, guys, before we get started, I just wanted to read this commercial because it's an agreement that we made with a really great podcast. And I want to tell you guys all about it. Pro Wrestling Interviews, it features guests who are hot indie stars as well as the greats of the ring. Each week, you can join the amazing Velvet as well as Dr. John as they host this jam-packed hour of interviews, pro wrestling news, and entertaining guests. It's an hour you don't want to miss. Trust me, you don't want to miss it. Every Sunday, 9 p.m. Eastern, just go to ProWrestlingInterviews.com, and it will take you to their Facebook page where you can get the custom podcast link for that week. Don't miss a second of Pro Wrestling Interviews. That's Sunday nights, 9 Eastern, ProWrestlingInterviews.com. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9, listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests. Like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Kaku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, pregnant. I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs here. You get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks. Having started way back in 2010, VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. VOC Nation hosts include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Crisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hick, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Works. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. Phil After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my... Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month. 
and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think, uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Uh, Bruno was an LA champion. Yeah. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Actor, and once again, we're speaking here with Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it was uh, uh, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did didn't have anything to do with Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as uh, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week. Talking dream matches. Taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation radio network. This is Matt Hardy, and you are listening to the VOC Nation. 